0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates Easter and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everything in the Christian life flows from the resurrection, and everything flows back to the resurrection. When you think about it, The resurrection of Jesus Christ is at the very heart of our Christian life. Now we come to Mass today, but not just today at Easter, but every week we come to Mass and we recognize the importance of the resurrection in our daily lives. But more importantly, we come to church because we want something that transcends the limitations of this world. We recognize and believe it. Because we are made in the image and likeness of God, and deep down, we all have an infinite longing for the divine in our life, and that can only be satisfied by God and God alone. And so today, we celebrate the greatest event in world history, Jesus rising from the dead. It's an event that eases our greatest anxiety and quells our deepest fears regarding death and the finality of it. Jesus' victory over death, and the promise that we will participate in that victory one day ourselves. Now, what's interesting to note is that Jesus' resurrection was the primary proclamation of the apostles in the first few years of our church. In the first few years of our church, after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended back into heaven, the apostles preached one thing. And one thing only, Jesus Christ risen from the dead. They didn't talk about Jesus' teachings. Well, that came later on. They didn't talk about Jesus' miracles. That came later on. They didn't talk about his way of life. That also came later on. What they preached first and foremost in the first few years of the life of our church, Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And so, the resurrection of Jesus Christ was so earth-shaking, was so life-altering. It was the gospel for the apostles, and they preached it well. Now, with that in mind, turn to the gospel. Notice how it begins. It says, early in the morning on the first day of the week. Well, stop right there. Where have we heard this time setting before? Genesis, the story of creation. The first day of creation, God separates darkness from light. What happens in creation? God sets everything right, especially a relationship with him. As it says in Genesis, Adam and Eve walked in easy fellowship with God in the cool evening of the garden. What happens next? Well, everything gets messed up with a bad meal. Adam and Eve, they reach for that forbidden fruit and they eat it. Well, after that begins the great rescue operation. God sending prophet after prophet. Finally, he sends his only son, making right with everything that went wrong. Through the resurrection, everything experiences a recreation. After Jesus rises from the dead, the entire universe changes. Nothing remains the same especially our relationship to the Father, is now restored. Now, go back to the Gospel again. Mary Magdalene, she sees the empty tomb, and immediately she thinks, grave robbers. Someone broke into the tomb and took the body. On the contrary, someone broke out of the tomb, which is why the stone is rolled away. Now, they go in and they look and see the burial clothes. Now stop right there. If there truly were robbers and they had taken the body, they would have taken the body and the wrappings with it in a rush to grab everything and leave. Leave right away before they were caught or seen by anyone. Or if they were truly robbers, in a rush they would have tossed the clothing aside on the ground, crumpled up. But rather they noticed that the burial clothes are neatly folded up and place in a particular place. What's the implication here? Well, Jesus, he rose from the dead, and he has no need of the trappings of death, which are the burial clothes. Remember the story of Jesus when he raises Lazarus from the dead. He calls Lazarus out of the tomb. Lazarus walks out of the tomb, and he's covered from head to toe with burial clothes. We have to remember Lazarus was not a resurrection. It was a resuscitation, because Lazarus later on died again. We believe that Jesus is alive, and therefore he has no need of clothes associated with death. Now, the apostles arrive. They see the empty tomb, and yet they're slow to believe. Now, why is that? Now, we've heard for weeks and weeks in the gospel Jesus has been prepping his apostles, telling them of his impending passion, death, and resurrection. We even celebrated Holy Thursday, the Last Supper, in which Jesus specifically mentions what he has to undergo to save the world and all of us. And yet the apostles are slow to believe. Now, if you look at all four of the Gospels, you see this movement of faith with the apostles. When Jesus first begins to recruit the apostles, their faith is tenuous at best. It's weak. But the more time the apostles spend with Jesus, and this is important, the more time they spend with Jesus, the stronger their faith gets. I think that's a great lesson for us all. Faith does not come fast, it doesn't come overnight. It takes time, it takes commitment, it takes work on our part. Yes, it is slow, and it is subtle. Why is that? Well, if you boil faith down to its nuts and bolts, faith is all about relationship. Relationship between us and God. Now, we all know, to form any type of relationship in life, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. There's that initial getting acquainted period where we may see a person maybe every day or so and we exchange pleasantries. We say good morning, have a great day, good afternoon, how are you doing? Well, over time, that transcends into friendship. Now we trust that person. We trust that person with our thoughts and our feelings. And the two parties come to rely and know each other better and better. Over time, That relationship now could possibly transcend into a loving relationship, one in which both mutually receive and give love to each other, and they find fulfillment and joy in each other's presence. But we know all that takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And so apply it to our relationship with God. Faith takes time. It takes commitment. It takes work on our part to transcend into a loving relationship with God. Now, fast forward to the first reading from Acts of the Apostles. Here, Peter gives us this bold proclamation of Jesus' resurrection. When Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to a very select few, primarily his apostles and disciples. And so it begs the question, why? Why doesn't Jesus appear to the whole world and get it all over and done with? mission accomplished? Well, turn to Cardinal John Henry Newman. He gives us the answer to that question. He says, Jesus appeared to a few for the sake of the mission. I like that, for the sake of the mission. Jesus appeared to the apostles, to this small group of individuals whom he shared three years of his life with. Jesus ate and drank with the apostles. He walked, he talked, He traveled with them. He shared his deepest thoughts and his feelings. He taught them. And so the apostles are the foundation of our church. Therefore, the apostles are given the mission by Jesus to proclaim his resurrection. And that's been the mission of our church for centuries on end. See, we always have to remember our church is missionary. And what I mean by that is our church has to go out into the world and engage the world, and to tell and proclaim why Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection is so powerful and what it means to us. See, we can't sit at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome and expect the world to come to us. No, we've got to engage the world. And so, Peter, in the first reading, he reminds us that even though we live now in the 21st century, we must continue that mission. And why not? Why not? We, like the apostles, every weekend, every Sunday or Saturday, we are taught by Jesus at Mass through the Scriptures. Like the apostles, we eat and drink with Jesus every time we come to Mass, every weekend, through the power of the Eucharist. Therefore, we too boldly proclaim Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and, if necessary, use words, simply by how we live out our faith life is the best way to tell the entire world Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and now he lives on in us. Just how we live out our faith is the greatest statement that Jesus Christ is the Lord of our life. He is to whom we follow in this world and the world to come. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.